This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. We're going around the world in 60 seconds. Peoria Diocese representative accuses Diocese of Rochester sabotaging Fulton Sheen's beatification. A blistering commentary published over the weekend on a website devoted to the cause of the beatification and canonization of Archbishop Fulton Sheen accuses the Diocese of Rochester of sabotaging the popular preacher's beatification. Come on, man! Catholic deacon urges supporters to send Christmas cards to imprison Cardinal Pell. A Catholic deacon based in England has urged supporters of Cardinal George Pell to send him a Christmas card. Time this to Christmas. love one another right now. Contraceptive use linked to shrinking brain size. A study recently presented to the Radiological Society of North America suggests that taking contraceptive pills may shrink a woman's brain. What? It's poison. Father Austin Anthony Vetter appointed bishop of the Diocese of Helena. Father Austin Vetter was appointed the 11th bishop of Helena by Pope Francis. We are going in the right direction. UK medical authority rules Christian doctor allowed to pray with patients. A Christian doctor has been vindicated after a concerted and targeted attack against him by a secularist campaign group was thrown out by the General Medical Council. Witness! Yeah! And that's the subject I nailed it! Catholic, Catholic Lives Matter! You know, it always feels good when you get the 60 seconds right on 60 seconds. 60 seconds, yo. Let the beat roll. Oh, here we come. All right. This Woo. is everybody's favorite ending, and we've got real Catholics whose lives matter straight from the streets of Bishop Ryan. <laughs> here with their <laughs> the chaplain. streets. The halls. The halls. The hallowed, hallowed halls. The hallowed halls of the beautiful Catholic school. So. We're here with uh, uh, Father Gregory Crane, chaplain of Bishop Ryan Catholic School, Minot, North Dakota. He's back on with us. He was on earlier for Straight Talk. And you have two students, Father Crane. Let's introduce them. That's right. We, uh, we have two of our senior assistant chaplains with us here, Keegan Hengem and Maya Wald. And so they're, they're both... Um, uh, they're both seniors, they're both athletes, they're very involved at the school, and so we're really grateful that they took some time out of their day to come be with us. Excellent. So we've got, um, well, and it should be said, we've been traveling around. I imagine eventually we're going to be out of Trinity. Uh, but we were down at St. Mary's, and every time we're in uh, a particular school, we're trying to do an on-site interview to get a general uh, understanding for not only us, but our listeners out there. Uh, of those who would be in high school's opinion of the culture from various angles that we're living in right now. So our last subject was in the UK. Now, granted, this is not the United States, but in the UK, a little bit crazier there. A doctor was finally just acquitted, not for malpractice, but for praying with his patients, uh, meaning that he was arrested in his hospital because he was praying Just with his, for praying for praying with his patients. So, uh, in the day and age that we're living in, in which uh, medical doctors are in fact mutilating bodies um, in the name of ideology, which is actually mental illness, uh, we on the opposite end of the spectrum are not allowed to pray. And so, my question is: Number one, 
there's the bell. We'll see you later, third period. I'll see you Thursday. Uh, so the students, we have two assistant chaplains, seniors on right now, but the rest of the students are departing uh, for the rest of their day here in this great school. But do you feel living your Catholic faith in the day and age that we're living in, the day and age that you're living in, is a challenge? And if so, you know, maybe what are those challenges? Can you, can you speak to that mm. topic? Living your Catholic faith. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I think it is a little bit of a challenge because to meet new people, they don't always have the same opinion as you, and you kind of have to convince them to your way. Like, if you're on a social media and you don't agree with someone's opinion, you can get in an argument with them, and they don't really know all the things you know, so mm. it's hard to educate them and knowing the right things to say to get them to change their mind is is the discussion itself because i think this is a, a great question these days is the discussion itself tolerated in social groups meaning can you talk religion with people i'm not talking other good catholics obviously people in the school are going to talk about religion but you know even whether it be in your family maybe it's your cousins that you know maybe they're in catholic school or not but in your uh, generation is is religious conversation tolerated I think a lot of people get offended pretty easily when you're talking to them and if they're not the same religion as you they usually just like try not to listen or completely disagree with you without thinking of your side of the story so it's kind of hard to get in a good conversation with people who are, aren't as educated well, as and what, you. Yeah, and what makes a big difference is, is everybody's arguing from a point of feeling, right? They're not rationally thinking through something. It has to do with, I, you know, these feelings that just flare up. And, and, and so there's never any really good debate that happens. Would you guys say that, uh, like, um, among friends and among, you know, people outside of the school, outside of Bishop Ryan, and even, like, on social media and stuff, is the faith seen seen as a legitimate argument, or, or um, you know, are you able to appeal to the faith in order to like try to have a conversation about? Or are you just anything? written off? Or are you just kind of written off automatically when you say the faith? And and if so, um, then what do you go to? You know, uh, kind of like how do you have a conversation about anything like? Uh, gay marriage or, you know, abortion or anything like that. How do people receive those kinds of conversations today? Um, like Maya was saying, it's uh, kind of hard to speak faith with other people that don't have the same views as you. So it's kind of hard uh, to even bring up the faith with friends that kind of have opposing views in you. My question, Keegan, is it's it, Maya's word that she used was offense. And I, you know, you hear that a lot out there. I, I can, you know, when I was growing up in the 90s, we didn't care if you were offended. <laughs> right. You know, it was like you were just going to have the conversation. And I think Grace probably says thing with her own generation. I mean, it was like you, you offended people if you, like, cussed at them or something, you know. But it was like they weren't offended by your view. Like, this is something that you had the right to hold. And so, you know, moving forward, how do you have conversations when you are offended just simply by what somebody else believes? It would be like if you're all of a sudden offended by a Jewish person. You know, I'm offended by the Quran. You know, I'm not offended by the Quran. I don't care if somebody believes in the Quran. If they want to tell me about it, great. Yeah. You know, so, so how do you get over that? 
Because that's your whole generation. You know what I'm saying? This isn't get, it's not getting better. Well, not only that. It's getting so, worse. So the offense huh? goes in both ways, right? So, like, if you start talking about the faith, they're like, we're offended. And then when they're talking, you'd be like, well, I'm offended. Now everybody's offended, and nobody can talk about anything without hurting anybody's feelings. So how do you, I mean, how do you overcome that? I don't know. That's, a, that's hard because when everyone's, you know, getting offended by just talking about the faith, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got this, obviously, our view... I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Yeah, you know what I say? Yeah. Physical violence. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a big dude. You know, you're offended? Let me tell you how I'm... <laughs> and then people just stop saying they're offended. They're now afraid. They're not offended, they're afraid. No, I'm kidding, everybody. We don't want there a result is, to that, but... There is one thing I think that... They, I don't remember who said it, but... Uh, maybe it was Dostoevsky. Some, somebody said it somewhere at some time. They said, beauty will save the world. Uh, and, and what they meant by that is when you lose, you know, the transcendentals, when you lose truth, right, everybody's a moral relativist. When you lose goodness, everybody's egocentric. That beauty, truth, goodness, and beauty, beauty is the one thing that people still appeal to. So, you know, what does that look like? Well, like if you look at a person that's living a beautiful life, which means they're happy, they're content, they, you know, and that that will actually speak volumes to people more than just having a, a one-on-one argument. So I think that that might be one way that we can appeal to people is through beauty because it's the one thing that people still agree on. You know, like if you look uh, off of a, a mountainside, you know, over, a, you know, just the snow-covered hilltop, everybody's like, that's beautiful, and we can still agree on that, right? But in the areas of truth and goodness, my Gosh, it's just all over. I'm not the even thinking agreement. I just, I am lamenting the fact, and I think if you're listening out there and you're from Generation X, which is those of us 90s people, little tiny blip on the map, that's what we are. And then you got the boomers before us, you have this huge millennial generation after us. Uh, I don't know about the Homelanders. You guys are, I think you're Homelanders. And then, so that's like the Generation Y or whatever it is. But I, and, uh, no, Z. Z. Thank you, Z. Um, so who knows where we're going with that. But the point is is that it's not even agreement. It's that you can't have the conversation without that word offense. Well, I'm offended by your point of view. Who cares? You know, now, you can't say that either or you're going to really have a disagreement. But the, I, think, I think in that moment when that word is used, people need to stop and say, whoa, 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 whoa. What is offensive about that? Hmm. And then they're going to say, in fact, that they disagree. Well, I don't like your view on homosexual marriage. Okay. But is this Russia? It is not Russia. We live <laughs> in the United States of America, and you are entitled to hold whatever opinion you have. And so you're not offended by it, meaning like if I spit in your mom's face, that's offensive. <laughs> okay. But you disagree with my point of view. And I can respect the fact that you uh, you have your point of view and I have mine. So cannot we have uh, or can we have a, a conversation just about why we believe what we believe? And I'm going to accept where you stand, and you're going to accept where I stand, and we can just agree to disagree. But at least because what the devil doesn't want happening is he he doesn't want the conversation happening. So then it shuts down, right? And right. and we're not talking at all because we're offended. Because he doesn't want the truth coming out. Right. So the truth is offensive, is what right. he's really saying. Right. Right. That's what he's really saying. And I think you know these ideological standpoints that you got to push that are so unnatural. To humanity, we were just talking about this as straight talk. They're 
it's a violation of natural law and a redefinition. Killing the baby in the womb is a redefinition of life. So until, unless because of our natural humanity, I constantly am saying this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing is right, 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 right. And I'm offended by any other thing that you're going to say. Humanity is quite easily swayed the other way. You know, and they're like, well, wait a second here. That is a baby in the womb. You know, it's like you have to drive this narrative forward nonstop. So, you know, junior year here at Bishop Ryan, we have a we have a morality class. And both of these uh, fine students were taught by the, uh, the one beloved and, only and one and Doug only Kreb, Father, Father Douglas Doug Scott Krebs. Krebs. And um, I don't know. Was there anything in that class? Either of you can, you know, speak up on this. Was there anything in that class that... That kind of helped with these types of conversations we're talking. We we got to wrap it up, Father oh, we Craig. Do. We're just okay. finishing the segment, but we're going to probably, hopefully, have you two on again the next time we're up here. We thank you guys for being with us on Catholic Lives Matter. All right. I just wanted to throw out a couple things, just in case you know we were talking a little bit about a lot about St. Leo's, uh, and my brother's too humble to you know I'm going to do this, not him. But December 20th is the the official date for the opening of the new St. Leo's Parish. So um, obviously that's a day you can pray for the people of Minot uh, that this can kind of push them into uh, the next hundred years of 3 p.m. December 20th of, of Catholicism. Also, too, <clears throat> I'm gonna, uh, shamelessly throw a little promo for myself at St. Joseph's uh, School December. 14th and December 15th, we have a bacon extravaganza and home product show. Uh, on Saturday, it's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and on Sunday, it's 9 a.m. to noon. Breakfast will be served on Sunday. Stop by, get some uh, some food for your families for the holiday season. And then last but not least, Corpus Christi. Catholic Church in Bismarck on December 12th will be having a wonderful Mass in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and afterwards we're going to serve all types of authentic Mexican food, so please show up for that as well. It's been great being with y'all. Until next time, I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder! This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.